When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will. We're going to all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello and welcome to the Sup Daily Coronacast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And the Coronacast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. How are you? You seem like you're in a good mood. Um, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, Avi and I exchanged <laughs> like gifts this morning by accident, so that put me in a good mood. Really? You um, just bought each other random well, gifts? My birthday's in my birthday's oh. in a week. Um, and we were I was gonna give him like a gift for our wedding, but I I gave it to yeah. him this morning and he gave me my gift this morning. So it was nice. Um, That's nice. But you know, I'm happy it's Friday. Because yes. I really, I know people are like, every day is the same. That's not true. I get so tired during the work week and like get burnt out from Zoom calls. And I'm relieved to have these two days. What about you? Oh, yeah, totally. I have been waiting for this day all week. And I've been yeah. having like Zoom happy hours with my friends every Friday at six. So it like feels like a proper weekend. It's something to look forward to. Yeah, um, I'm, we're, yeah. All, we're also doing Zoom happy hours on Friday. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is there's like, normally I, you know, on the weekend, I don't do much other than like walk around outside and like go into places. That's that's my hobby. Like I don't have a hobby. My hobby is to walk around outside and go inside to stores and look at shit and then leave. So and now your hobby again. is just walking around and right. not going Exactly, places. exactly, exactly. And I feel like I shouldn't even be walking around. As a, well, I, I think I've said this on the podcast already, but I find it more upsetting to go outside than to be stuck inside because when you're outside is when you realize how different and weird things are. I agree. Going outside like feeds into the anxiety. Totally. It does. And also like I haven't looked both ways in two weeks. When this gets <laughs> like when we get back out there, something's gonna happen to me. I have to be so careful. Oh my God. The <sighs> amount of just people feeling weird when we yeah. get back into real life. Like I'm now talking, I mean, not that we're anywhere close to getting back right. into real life, but I've been talking to people like, are you going to wear a mask? Like, are you going <laughs> to, like, what are you going right. to do? Are you going to on the subway? Like, I don't know how I'm going to get to work and walk, walk to work for an hour every day. Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild, but we'll get there one day. One day we will get there. We will. Okay. Great. Let's get through today's top headlines and then into yes. some discussion. Okay, great. So I'll, the biggest sort of headline today is that there are officially a million cases of COVID-19 worldwide. Um, I suspect we crossed that threshold a while ago, but you know, reported cases, we have just passed a million with 53,000 people having died from it. Um, again, I would 
suspect that number is far bigger. So far, 6,000 people have died from coronavirus in the United States. To make matters worse, Dr. Deborah Burks, she seems a little mad at us. She sees what we're doing. Um, she's not happy with this curve. So 90% of Americans are under some sort of stay-at-home order, but Burke said at the coronavirus task force briefing yesterday that not every American is following the coronavirus guidelines. Here is a clip of her yesterday. To everybody out there across the country, when we say no gatherings of 10, we're looking at, we wanted to be clear, if you have a family of 10, we don't want you to be split up. But we don't expect people to be having dinner parties, cocktail parties. I mean, I know you've seen the slope in the United States versus the slope in Italy. And we have to change that slope. So she also said that the future of the curve relies especially on cities like Chicago, Detroit, Denver, and New Orleans. But she said she's seeing spikes there that we really shouldn't be seeing in new areas if people were abiding by social distancing guidelines and washing their hands. Of course, there are essential workers that are not able to do that. And I don't think that's who she's talking about. Meanwhile, leaders in Los Angeles and New York City are advising residents to wear masks when going outdoors. The White House Coronavirus Task Force is coming increasingly close, it seems, to making this recommendation for everyone, but has been specifying that the surgical N95 and those other one-use masks should be reserved for healthcare providers. Um, so we shouldn't all be rushing out to buy those. Instead, we should wear a bandana or fashion some sort of cloth mask. But that seems increasingly likely that we're going to get that direct guidance. I feel like we basically have, Dr. Fauci has said, that's something he thinks he wants to see. Well, speaking to what Burks is saying, um, I, w- I wonder how much like she's actually like mad at the behavior of, of people versus like she knows she needs someone to blame and she can't blame her boss, the president. Um, But I do think, so you said, obviously, other than essential workers, I saw a photo of the B2 train at 5.30 p.m. yesterday, Mm -hmm. packed as if it's a regular day. And I'm going to assume that that was all essential workers. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. When I saw that picture, I thought a lot about the picture that, you know, you and Elise talked about on Monday and how, you know, we all reacted with sort of rage with that picture and how like without context, you might react in the same way to the second picture, which was of people on the subway at rush hour, presumably coming home from the jobs they had to go to. But there are completely different scenarios. And Caitlin and I talked about on Wednesday how like when you don't give people paid sick leave, they have to go to work. And this is what happens. This isn't their fault. This is because like they can't afford to not crowd the subway. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't think those people are there for fun. No, exactly. <laughs> I don't think they want to be all. on a crowded subway. I think that is that they know that this is the only way that they can get to where they need to be to like maintain their life. So yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, if people wanted to be out and about and, and like blatantly disregarding these rules. They would not be doing so by hanging out on the subway platform. There's nowhere for them to even go. There's no restaurants, there's no bars, there's no stores. So they're clearly just going to and from their jobs. Yeah. So I don't see that problem getting solved too quick. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits healthier hair and skin. Yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great. It looks fancy on the shelf. And I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. 
Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Yesterday, the president continued to lash out at state leaders, including, um, in particular, an insane letter to New York Senator Chuck Schumer for not preparing for the pandemic and for asking, for daring to ask, to use the national stockpile of medical equipment. In the country of America, which New York is in. <laughs> right. Which we provide a large percentage of America's overall national GDP. So whatever, we'll get into this states on your own philosophy in a second. But we'll just read some of the craziest lines from his letter because I'm not going to like read the whole letter, but he started with, thank you for your Democrat public relations letter and incorrect sound bites, which are wrong in every way. Uh, that was in response to the fact that Schumer had written to ask for more support for New York. Also like an incorrect sound bite, Like it's a sound bite. It, it is what it sounds like. Yes. <laughs> okay. Correct sound. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> well, this man has like a cloudy understanding of what the word transcript means. So for him, yeah. an incorrect soundbite is indeed a real thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he also says, as you are aware, the federal government is merely a backup for state governments. Um, unfortunately, your state needed far more of a backup than others. We have given New York many things, including hospitals, medical centers, medical supplies, record numbers of ventilators, and more. If you spent less time on your ridiculous impeachment hoax, which went haplessly on forever and ended up going nowhere except increasing my poll numbers, and instead focused on helping the people of New York, then New York would not have been so would not have been so completely unprepared for the invisible enemy. No wonder AOC and others are <laughs> thinking about running against you in the primary. If they did, they would likely win. I've known you for many years, but I never knew how bad of a senator you are for the state of New York until I became president. Okay, there's so much to unpack here, starting with the fact that this is insane, that any 
person in any position of power would write this in to someone in a lower position of power during a pandemic. Yeah. After I texted you guys, I was like, oh shit, I should make sure this is real. Cause I've almost like gotten out of the habit of doing that with Trump stuff because everything is wild. And I was actually genuinely surprised that this was real. Yeah. I want to just point out two things. One is him saying, I'm um, your state needed far more of a backup than others. Okay, well, if we all want to be 50 states on our own, like Jared Kushner saying yesterday that the national stockpile is not to be used by the states, who is it to be used by? Right. The nation is the states. And like, I'm so mad. If we're all going about it on our own, <laughs> then okay, New York and its top medical uh expertise and its top hospitals and its competent governor we're and our <laughs> one of the highest gdp in the nation outside of california we're going to take our fucking shit and we're going to go <laughs> do our own thing and you know what i bet we would have a better outcome than a lot of states in america absolutely what about what about like rural kentucky mitch mcconnell like where you have one hospital and probably three ventilators for like all of your elderly population like what are those people going to do New York oh, totally. and California subsidize the economy of every other state in this country. And now when we ask for some supplies, we get, no wonder AOC wanted to primary, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. And I mean, he's just mad at New York because it sued him so many times. And he, this is literally... Because they hate him. Because New Yorkers hate him. New Yorkers know that he is a joke. We've always known he's a joke. Um, I would love to know. Maybe, Sean, you can Google this while we're we're doing it. How much has Trump donated to Chuck Schumer? Sean Sean will get on that. We'll let you know. Um, Also... So they're like, we've given you hospitals, medical centers, medical supplies, all the record numbers of ventilators. They have not, they've said they won't give us ventilators. And this comfort ship that they provided, okay, there's only capacity for a thousand people on that ship and they will not let Corona people on it because of the setup of the ship. Right. And you have to get tested to go on it. So right now, even though the capacity is a thousand people, there's only 20 people on that ship because they aren't able to like fumigate it from Corona. So you're not able to go on it if you have like 50 something conditions. So it's right. not even being used. It was basically just like a show of the, of the ship docking, which probably caused more cases from all the people who came to like watch it dock. It's true. It's true. And I mean, I assume that the reason like, if you need to get tested before going on it, the reason that this is so bad is because we still don't have testing. We just don't have testing that's rapid and quick. Okay, wait. We have an answer from Sean. Trump has been a regular donor to Schumer, and Time reported Trump's family has given more than $80,000 to Schumer's electoral efforts. That's hilarious. It's like, okay, well, if you think he's such a bad senator, why are you paying him off? Right. Why'd you get him elected so many times? Yeah. Okay. Because he loves to kiss people's asses. Yeah, yeah. And then yesterday, Dr. Fauci was sort of speaking about, uh, this is part of this bigger thing that is, this is all really revealed, like the flaws in the argument about states' rights. And like, this is like, I've seen comparisons of, you know, we're saying we're in a wartime situation. It's as if we were fighting a war as 50 individual states. That sounds crazy. And it is crazy. We're all attacking this as 50 individual states fighting with each other to fight off the same enemy. And even yesterday, Dr. Fauci um, was asked, you know, why do you think we haven't had a more national sort of stay at home order? And he had kind of a salty answer about it. Here's a clip. I don't understand why that's not happening. As you said, 
you know, the tension between federally mandated versus states' rights to do what they want is something I don't want to get into. But if you look at what's going on in this country, I just don't understand why we're not doing that. We really should be. Well, I think that we it's not necessarily like constitutional to have a national stay at home yeah. order. But like if Trump said to all the governors who support him, uh, we need this stay at home order. We would have to do it. Right. Like they would do it. Right. Yeah. Because you also heard a lot when Trump had said, like, I want the churches filled by Easter. I was like, well, it's the governors that are really making that call. That's not you and the localities and everything. But yeah, something even symbolic from him. I think yeah. would be effective. Right. They are all just waiting for his signal. That's what everything that's that's why there's no testing, why there are no ventilators being sent, why the SBA loan situation is a total mess. They are waiting for him to give their cue. They will execute what he wants them to do. So if there's no testing, if there's no stay at home order, that's because he has signaled that he doesn't want those things. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. On yesterday's show, um, Brian talked about restrictions on gay men donating blood, uh, which feels especially heinous amid a global pandemic. That specifically involved around like a man that had had a person who had had COVID-19 and wanted to donate blood so they could research the antibodies and for an eventual vaccine. Um, yesterday, the FDA did announce that it would loosen restrictions for gay and bisexual men who want to donate blood. Under the old rule, you had to say that you hadn't... Um, had sexual contact with other men for a year. They've changed that to three months. Um, the FDA seemed to signal that that change would stay in effect even after the pandemic. 
Um, yesterday's story involved a man who was specifically told he couldn't donate blood also because he took PrEP. Um, the FDA said that that's probably also relaxed, but that individual blood banks can decide whether or not people need to cease the medication or for how long they can decide. So um, there was a lifetime ban on donating in 2015. Now I guess we're at 2020 and there's a three-month wait period. Maybe in three years we can get rid of it altogether. It's just really dumb because like, what is the difference between a woman having sex with a man and donating blood so it also versus does a man apply, having sex with a man? It does apply to women who have had sex with bisexual men. Okay. But yes, your, your point still stands. Yeah, stupid. absolutely. Right, right. Um, Everybody, it's, if the idea is to avoid what they're trying to avoid, then it should apply to limiting it by that factor is not effective. It's just so dumb. But yeah. again, this isn't like an intellectual crowd. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, conservatives will never stop, you know, using a crisis to advance their agenda. Like Brian Lee's also briefly brought up yesterday, a number of states are using the coronavirus pandemic as an opportunity to ban abortion. Um, on March 22nd, Texas Governor Greg Abbott issued an executive order banning abortions during the coronavirus outbreak, deeming them medically unnecessary and claiming they use up valuable medical supplies needed to fight the pandemic. You know what also uses up va valuable medical supplies? Deliveries. Right. <laughs> Baby deliveries. I would Baby say, deliveries. It, yeah. We could have fewer of those. Right. We could have fewer of those. I'm also not sure how much PPE uh, a medical abortion, abortion pills require, but... That's I'm true. sure they've found a way to insist that it does. Yeah. Fortunately, a federal judge put a hold on the ban, saying it would cause irreparable harm to patients in the state. But on Tuesday, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the state could move forward with temporarily banning abortions that are not medically necessary to preserve the life of the health, life or health of the mother. As so, as of now, the ban is in effect. Um, yeah. So other states are trying to impose similar bans, um, including Alabama, Iowa, Ohio, Mississippi, and Oklahoma. Um, I believe in a few of those reproductive justice groups have been successful in getting judges to put a hold on that while they can further litigate whether that's constitutional. These are, these violate Roe v. Wade. Um, but yeah, Planned Parenthood and the Center for Reproductive Rights Sudig noted that abortion is obviously a time sensitive procedure that can't wait. There are a lot of elective procedures that hospitals have chosen to put on hold, um, that can, but abortion is time sensitive. That fetus doesn't just stop growing because it's a pandemic. Also, I don't see Governor Abbott also saying like, if you need your gallbladder out, that's, I'm going to ban that until after. It seems like clearly this is politically motivated if you're only doing it for abortion. Um, and there are so many reasons. This is a completely counterproductive, terrible idea that is based, not based in health at all, which is really nothing new for the anti-abortion rights movement. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Also, they're not sure about whether coronavirus can be passed down from the mother to the fetus. I think they think that it can't be, but you can get it in the transmission. So also you have healthy mothers and healthy fetuses going into hospitals you're, where they're like severely at risk for infection. So you're going to now be infecting potentially more people by, by putting more of a strain on the healthcare system when you didn't need to deliver those babies. And also no one's going to an abortion center to get treated for coronavirus. So oh, totally. It's not like these two things are even like the same path. Well, the most, the, the worst thing about it to me, I mean, obviously is that it like violates women's rights or people who are pregnant have no rights, but that we already know that when you ban abortion in some states, especially big rural states, women have to go to other states to get them. So you are, you are forcing women and people who are pregnant 
during a global pandemic, during which you have the White House urging people to stay put and not travel, you're forcing them to go to other states, mostly the states where you say that things aren't a problem yet, and you're just having people move around everywhere, which is just... And we're also about to experience like an economic, a really bad economic problem that people are saying (laughs) could be as bad as the depression. And one of the number one reasons why why often single women um, don't want, they want to get an abortion is because they can't provide for their baby. And you're literally taking the worst health crisis we've ever had, what potentially the worst economic crisis we've ever had. And then you're literally putting these women in a position where they can't make their own health choices. And you're bringing babies into this world that it, where they can't be properly cared for. Right. 10 million people filed for unemployment last week, 10 million people. Yeah, and, these and are those numbers that are, are going to be forced. Right. Yeah, those numbers oh, gosh, are a week so behind. much more. Right. This everybody's very stressed right now. Like ugh, it's just it's just absurd. It is. Yeah. So we'll be watching these. I think that you know the groups are still like fighting to keep um, the executive orders in some of those other states from going into effect, um, and hopefully um, doing something more to get Texas to to get another restraining order on theirs so that that women can have access because it must be really terrifying to be in a stage where you had planned to end a pregnancy. And sometimes like I've heard times where you, you are asked to wait until you're further along to access a certain type of abortion. If your preference is for a certain type of procedure and like maybe you waited and now they're saying you can't have anything and the clock is ticking because we also have, you know, restrictions on when you can end a pregnancy in this country. And it must and imagine you lost your job. Imagine your health, you lost your health insurance and now you are pregnant and did not plan to be and don't really see how this future is going to work out and you the closest you are to an abortion clinic that will take you is hundreds of miles away when you've been told not to leave your house because you could die. Yeah, and they're going to make you get a pelvic exam and then wait yeah. another day and stay oh in a hotel God. that Yes. Yeah. It's <sighs> yeah, there's so much so much injustice Amanda. There's, it's so only, much. Only a little we can do. Remember when we started this podcast and I said you were in a good mood? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it's Friday, so It is Friday. Yeah. And um, our Good Influence Fund is like thriving. It is. Um, we just got an amazing, um, really substantial donation from Brian Kelly, aka the Points Guy, donated $15,000 to the Good Woo-hoo. Influence Fund. So right now we're right around 30000 Our goal is $100,000. Um, I know a lot of people are struggling financially right now. So like we understand if you can't donate or if you can only make a really small donation, but every dollar counts. Um, and also even p- part of the message of the fund is that even if you can't donate or don't want to, or you've already donated somewhere else, um, just sharing the fund, the message of it is really just using your influence and your reach, whether that you are an influencer or rather you're just, in, or even if you're just influencing your family and friends, um, just sharing, you know, a positive message at this time and asking people to be involved if they can. So if you could donate, go to betches.co slash donate. If you just want to check out the fund, go to at good influence fund on Instagram. Um, we're supporting really amazing organizations that cover a variety of needs, whether it's service workers, um, PPE, you know, people who are going hungry and domestic violence. Um, so we tried to, to, to get um, as many causes as we could and your donations are split equally. Um, so yeah, please get involved. We have a very exciting, um, next Tuesday night, we're hosting an instathon for the fund to raise money. So we will have more information on that for you. And Elise will definitely be on it. Oh yes. Elise is on it. Um, your favorite, Carrie Bradshaw. Um, so yeah, next Tuesday night, the instathon, check it out. 
stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay, Sammy, until the end of COVID-19, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And this is the Betcha Sup CoronaCast. The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.